This is BIB Today, the daily business podcast from the journalists at Business in Vancouver. I'm Haley Wooden, and we continue this week conversations with women in business about issues concerning women in business. And today we're taking a deeper look at a company that helps deliver digital learning strategies around corporate social responsibility. Lena Munro is a co-founder and director of All Purpose based here in Vancouver. Lena, great to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Now, there was big news recently about your company, and I know you can't reveal the name of your client, but tell me a little bit about this big project you're working on around diversity and inclusion. Sure, definitely. Uh, well, we um, part of uh, what we do here at All Purpose is we create learning solutions and we work in corporate citizenship, um, which, uh, which really is about big companies making an impact. Uh, and uh, we have a, a client that is a, a global leader. Um, they have over 350,000 employees worldwide. Um, due to confidentiality, I can't state their name. Uh, but the thing that they've uh, asked us to help design is an overall um, learning solution that helps to teach um, about about anti-racism issues uh, and specifically everything from you know experiencing an interactive uh, a learning solution as well as um, awareness uh, that includes design it includes media uh, and uh, it's a very exciting project for us because um, our company uh, I'm, I'm not sure well you probably are aware of this we are B Corp um, and we're very committed to making an impact in the world and um, this is this is very in, in tune with what's happening with the current times. Uh, and we're actually part of making an impact on an organization that has, you know, hundreds of thousands of employees worldwide. So we're very excited about it. That sounds really exciting. I'm curious to get your take on this. All Purpose has been around for several years. How do you think corporate social responsibility has evolved over the past number of years? What are companies considering when they talk about or think about their impact on community and their employees and their stakeholders? Oh, great question. Um, I think that, yeah, oh, this is, it's a great question. It's also kind of a challenging one because to be honest, I don't know that a lot of companies have been thinking about corporate social impact until just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that in, I feel that our company is a bit of an exception um, because, uh, well, part of being a B Corp involves a really rigorous um, certification process. Uh, and it's, it's kind of in the fabric of, well, it is in the fabric of who we are. Um, and even in our name, All Purpose, uh, the name was and is reflective of the fact that we're very much purpose-driven. And we were purpose, purpose-driven before it became cool. You know, So now, yes, we hear social impact and we hear corporate citizenship, um, but we were doing those things for years. We were doing those things even be- before we became incorporated as a company, when we were just working as a collective group of individuals. And so now here we are, an entity of 30 plus individuals going strong, um, and this is very much part of the DNA of who we are. But I think only recently have people started to think about that, and now they think about, okay, well, where can we make an impact? Um, and so the the where is everything from... Um, you know, the environment, uh, about uh, making an impact there, making this world better for next generations, uh, but also culturally. What can we do for people? What can we do to ease suffering throughout the world? So... 
I know there have been a number, many, many instances of environmental events or social events over the past many, many years, uh, dating back throughout history that have served as catalysts for people speaking out. Do you think what's happened this year in particular is going to be different in some way that we maybe move beyond just talking about things or sympathizing or empathizing and actually we see some meaningful actions taken by companies? Oh my gosh. Well, when, when you say things happening this year, there's a lot that happened. I feel like 2020, you know that saying, hindsight is 2020, that's going to change. <laughs> so, there'll, be a, there'll be a different saying, you know, um, scary times are 2020. Um, mm-hmm. So specifically, are you referring to... Some of the conversations around, I would say, Black Lives Matter, for example, um, being an anti-racist ally, uh, some of the more social, cultural conversations happening along with COVID, but not because of COVID. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a huge catalyst for change. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, it's happening. And I'm so glad it's happening in our lifetime that we're actually seeing it because um, it, it has made uh, an impact that is, it's something everyone can see and feel and they cannot ignore. And I would say that um, similar to the, um, you know, Similar to so many, so many movements in the past, there's sometimes there's this, this thing that'll happen that will wake everybody up where they just cannot ignore. Because even a year ago, people were not having these kind of conversations. And yet it's been uh, it's been an issue plaguing societies since time immemorial, you know? It's it's been going on for so long. Um, so I think, and I'm I mean, I'm really I'm, I mean, it's sad that all these things have happened, but I'm also really looking forward to seeing the, the longer lasting impact that this makes. Uh, so I, I think it's, a incredibly, it's an incredibly op- important time and an incredibly, it's a really, um, it's going to incite lasting change, I think, mm. because people are waking up and they're actually doing something about it. And you can actually see that everywhere. You can see that in companies, you can see that in government, you can see that in policy, um, you can even see it in politics. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. We'll see what happens <laughs> in the States. For sure. I know there are a lot of instances, um, even just as consumers, people deciding to support certain businesses over other businesses are being very conscious about how they spend their dollars. Are you noticing decisions being made by employees, either employees pressuring or encouraging their company to offer some of the training, like the training you're providing with this client or asking their company to do more on certain issues? Absolutely. Um, we've noticed that, you know, within, within the clients that we work with, uh, we've heard that that is part of, it is, it is part of what's driving so much of this um, uh, enablement and this learning uh, and this desire for these experiences. Um, but even with our own with our own agency, with our own company, uh, we internally, we, um, we have uh, very high retention and um, uh, we have pretty high employee satisfaction, but we as a culture listen to one another. And so our own team has asked for more learnings in this space. So here we are a team where we have this, this incredible opportunity to learn from experts in the field, subject matter experts, authors of books, uh, but we, we learn uh, in order to design learning for other companies, and yet we get to absorb some of this information, which is amazing. Um, but we also internally work hard at doing whatever we can by listening to our team members. So, um, I mean, recently, one of our team members said, hey, I would love it if uh, we, we started a book club. 
um, where we could meet regularly. And right now we're reading uh, Me and White Supremacy. And uh, we meet once a week and it's, um, it's a great meeting. It's a hard meeting. And it doesn't matter what you do in the organization. Anybody is invited and everyone can come and share and openly talk um, and show emotion and cry um, or get angry or, or whatever they need as we process, you know, the book and our emotions and our own, um, our own past experiences. That's a really interesting example and one that other companies could adopt too if they want to have a book club. That would be a, an interesting step for them to take to start having some of these conversations that maybe traditionally were explicitly excluded from the workplace, but are now becoming an important part of building a workplace culture. I'm interested to get your thoughts on what makes a good and meaningful diversity and inclusion training experience. What ultimately needs to be part of that training that fosters lasting change within an organization? Oh, that is, that's such a great question. Um, well, because we're also in the throes of creating that training, um, it, it's, uh, well, in terms of lasting, I guess that's, that's yet to be seen, right? Uh, we'll see what'll happen in the next few years. Um, but I think the very first thing is really about awareness and learning um, and educating ourselves uh, and recognizing that we all have biases and not one of us is really, um, uh, above that, uh, my background, I'm South Asian. Um, I'm Indo-Canadian, born and brought up in Canada to immigrant parents. And uh, I'm learning so much from the diversity training and from the anti-bias training and from um, the books um, on anti-racism. And uh, I'm not absolutely not above it myself either. Um, and so I think the very first thing is to really become aware. And, you know, biases are both conscious and they're also unconscious. And there's also systemic ways in which we are all part of the problem, quite frankly. Um, and the, the first step, I think, is in addressing that, becoming aware, having those difficult conversations uh, and really uh, embracing it with humility. And, um, and it's hard because, as I said, uh, you know, you might think you hear the word book club. That sounds kind of like a very... Uh, I don't want to say sanitized, but really um, safe and really like it wouldn't be emotional and it wouldn't be, but that's not the case. I think it depends on each book. It depends on the book you're reading. Um, and uh, uh, I think that beyond the book, it's actually the conversations and really encouraging and enabling people to have those hard conversations in a really safe space. That has to be done. It has to be done intentionally. Um, it's not something that can be mandated outside in either. I think it's something that has to come from within the organization at all levels. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that leadership increasingly. You're working with a global tech company, Starbucks, another multinational company that did a day of training and shut down their stores at significant cost to them. Do you think that leadership from corporate America or corporate Canada is really important and trickles down to any extent to say medium businesses or smaller businesses that maybe look to see what they're doing and decide to follow their lead? 1000%. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Absolutely. Um, I think leadership has to recognize it also in the reflection of who they are. Who are these leaders? You know, if, if you've got a, a boardroom of leaders that are not diverse and all the exact same color, I would, I would look at that and be like, hmm, how did that happen? Um, I, uh, I'm really proud of our team. Uh, it, what, how, I don't know how much of it was intentional and how much of it was just organic, um, but even our own leadership is a, is a beautiful, diverse mix of 
uh, of people. And I, and you know, myself and uh, Jason Landry, Landry were the founders of this organization. So 50% of us are ethnic females. It's me. <laughs> and um, but throughout our company, we have um, you know 50% uh, of of our of our team uh, identify as women. Um, the demographics reflect the local demographics of Vancouver, uh, and I think that part of that is a reflection, possibly of even the makeup of leadership. Um, but so I do think the makeup of leadership is very very important. And if the makeup of leadership is not quite diverse, then that then it's even more important to put policies in place so that diversity is is reflected through the organization and diversity means more than just the way people look like i'm talking about you know all kinds of diversity diversity in abilities diversity in age cognitive diversity um, because we all come from such different experiences and uh, our team is um we're problem solvers and in order to to bring the best solutions you know they really come from the most diverse experiences Mm -hmm, absolutely. There are a number of steps a company could take if they wanted to sort of make progress on their diversity and inclusion and equity initiatives. There are certification programs like B Corp and ones around climate change, the environment, Indigenous relations. They could hire someone to provide training. What would you suggest as maybe a first step for a company that hasn't done anything formal yet, but would maybe like to incorporate more sustainably diversity and inclusion into their practices? All of the above. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All at once. <laughs> okay. A first step. Um, wow. A first step, I think, is maybe an assessment because I, I think companies are all at very different stages. Um, we, we, I think, are maybe, I, I, I wouldn't know for sure, uh, but I feel like maybe we are a little bit fortunate and kind of an exception because we were, this is very much in the fabric of who we are, um, impact. Uh, uh, impact-related solutions and corporate citizenship that includes diversity. It includes uh, all kinds of training in, in these arenas, like um, anti-bullying training, um, all kinds of learning. Uh, so, so we're in a little bit of a different sort of, I think, uh, a culture here where all of this is very much in the fabric of our culture. But I would say, uh, on average, though, any company can benefit from first assessing where they're at. Assessing. What, what, what exactly is going on? What is, what does the diversity look like and feel like? How safe is it for people to even talk about these issues? It's an assessment of, of one's culture. Um, maybe it's about putting out, and we do this as a team as well, uh, anonymous employee surveys, just to figure out how do people feel? And being strong enough and open enough to take the harsh, what feels like harsh feedback, because that's the only way you're going to change. Um, and so that's the first step. Is figuring out where you're at, assessing. And then in, in my opinion, the next step is, uh, it comes out as a result of that first step about that assessment. Um, but I do think that listening to your team about what they want is critical. So. Ina, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for coming on our show with your insight. Oh, it's, thank you so much. It was very kind of you to um, invite me to this interview and it's such a pleasure to speak with you as well. That's Lena Munro. She's the co-founder and director of All Purpose. And this has been BIV Today. I'm Haley Wooden. Thanks so much for listening and watching. We will be back with a new episode tomorrow.